Anna, exciting news. Exciting news. Exciting news. Exciting news. What about inciting news? Oh, well, we'll have some of that later. I promise you. I guarantee you we'll have some (laughs) exciting news later. But exciting news. We have partnered with Vice Media, a lucrative, incredibly stable media company, to present a new podcast series that's not about weed. Uh, I didn't know what you were going to start saying. <laughs> this completely caught me off guard. I don't know why you'd be um, off guard. This. Uh, let me just um. Oh, oh shit! Hold oh. on. Oh no! I'm getting yeah. a I'm getting a text message. Saying, I just read it on Twitter. Fuck. Vice Media is. Yep. Nope. That million dollars we were gonna get down the drain. They already fired us. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess nothing's going to change on our podcast. Yeah, literally nothing's going to change. Damn it. I was about to speak the virtues of vice and union busting, but I guess, you know, hey, whatever. Hey, some of vice still has had a, has a union. I don't oh, know. that's right. Yeah, vice I actually completely is forgot. a union shop. That's right, because Polygon got a union, didn't they? Yeah, Polygon got a union. Uh, vice, I, I know Vice has a union or had... <laughs> They did. They're, they're partners I, I, like, with the, the WGA, I believe. But oh, true. Well, I just i I remember they had like a union effort going for a while for the Vice Writers Union, mm-hmm. and then didn't Vice like try to stop it, or did they? Did they? No, I think Vice was okay. I I, no, no. Uh, I think the stuff about the Vice Writers Union was that they were just like pushing for better stuff, and I no. mean that's okay. just like. That's just, that's why you get a union. Yeah, that's why that's, you get a union. Like that. That's like, why unions exist. <laughs> no, because like, Vice has had a writers' union for like the last six, like six plus years. Um, oh, okay. Because I, uh, why do I... Uh, I know this because I remember Danielle Riendo when she was working at Waypoint was uh, one of the union reps, and that was like oh, five or six years okay, ago. yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I guess, hey, it's Conditional Materials Podcast. I'm your In Morning for Waypoint host, John. And I'm your, um, damn, what am I? (laughs) I'm your, um, I'm your, I hand-dyed a, uh, a jumpsuit host, Anna. I don't know, that's just what happened to me this week. (laughs) Anna, that's not a jumpsuit. That's a speed suit. Uh, no, I, that, that's just a, that, that, uh, I'm just making a, um, a Venture Brothers reference there. Oh! Because that's what Doc Venture calls jumpsuits. Yes, they're speed suits. Top of the line speed suits. I need to finish watching. You do, because the movie's coming out soon. It's one of the few things yeah. HBO hasn't axed. I I started it. I'm like a couple. I think I'm like a couple seasons in. God damn, is that show good? I'm still waiting to get to because the thing that sold me on Venture Brothers was the clip of the red the Red Death or whatever his name is. He he's a little bit late into the season series because it's when they moved to New yeah. York. Yeah, he like he like ties a dude to the railroad tracks. Yeah, no. That's a pretty popular YouTube clip. Oh, I'm not spoiling anything there. I mean, Clancy Brown at the height yeah, of his it's, fucking game. I was like. 
I was like, that's Clancy fucking Brown. That's Mr. Krabs, like, doing... Oh. Doing full ham bone villain right there. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. And I was like, all right, I gotta fucking watch that. Um, Venture Brothers has been getting a lot of attention lately, I think, because of the movie coming out. The movie's coming out. Uh, people were very scared that it wasn't. People were very, very yeah. scared that it wasn't. And yeah. I think people are just happy. But also, I mean, I brought up Venture Brothers a lot because Velma was not necessarily biting off the exact same thing, but I think it was existing in the same space. And so I was thinking I was thinking and talking a lot about Venture Brothers when the Velma show was coming out. Yeah. The thing, I don't know. I just like Velma bothers me a lot as like a Scooby-Doo fan. Not because there can't be a show about Velma. No, in fact, I want there to be a show or a movie that's just about Velma or Velma and Daphne. Like, I want that uh, because the ones, the existing versions of those properties that we have, or the existing versions of those media that we have Mm -hmm. are fucking awful. The, like, Velma and Daphne movie is so bad. I wrote a spec (laughs) script. I wrote a spec script. The first ever script i've written for like a tv or movie like i didn't i didn't Mm -hmm. give it to anyone but the first script that i really actually put time and effort in was because i was so pissed off that the velma and daphne movie was bad because it writes itself it literally writes itself and they somehow fully missed it made the worst movie i've ever seen truly Um, i just think mindy kaling sucks mindy kaling also is a bad person yes who's like deeply like i don't know if she's transphobic i think she's homophobic she's very Um, yeah it's not great and her show was bad yeah uh but the other thing should have been made uh look i i i I talked about this on twitter i i talked about it as a joke at our opening but god i am so fucking sad about waypoint yeah i um I've never been, I wasn't, I see my thing is like, I wasn't around really much for like the early podcast boom mm-hmm. where like waypoint made its, made its mark. Um, it wasn't even the early, like, I mean, I guess for some people that was the early podcast boom. Well, the early podcast boom was like 2011, 2012, right? I get, I, well, so let me check. Waypoint's only six years old. Really? Yeah. I could have sworn it was older than that. So, uh, here's the thing. Waypoint I've been listening to podcasts since, I want to say, 2011, 2010. Um, I'm an OG podcast person. So a lot of Waypoint, the the original two hosting personalities of Waypoint, Patrick Klepek and Austin Walker, were originally giant bomb contributors patrick uh actually austin replaced patrick klepek when patrick went to kotaku and they started the vice vice media uh untitled video games podcast way way back in and i will actually pull this up because it matters to me It, it matters to me so much uh, that I'm just scrolling through hundreds of episodes just to find the opening date of this dumb bullshit. 
Okay. Um, uh, September 27th, 2016 was their first episode. Okay, so I'm going to actually say that's the, like, podcast boom. So podcast as, like, a medium mm-hmm. is, like, re- really gets its start in, like, 2010. But um, I was – because I was trying to figure out, like, when did podcast become, like, media? Like, media media, not internet media. Yes. Podcast is now just a media. And I realized, oh, that was 2014. Because that's when Serial. Yeah, I was gonna say. When was Serial? Serial uh, was the first yeah. moment. Serial was the first moment my mom asked me, "John, do you know what a podcast is?" And me going, "Yes, I do. Yes, I do." And hold on, hold on. Really, the oldest available. Uh, <laughs> the oldest available Chapo Trap House is episode two twenty five. <laughs> At least on uh, at least on Google Podcasts. Yes, I think they probably archived a lot of the old stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, so yeah, Waypoint was like around during the like podcast renaissance. I think right now we're kind of in a lull, a lull on like the like this is the silver age of like silver age of television for podcasts. Essentially, twenty sixteen was also when Chapo uh, Trap House premiered that makes sense um yeah no uh like but yes uh i I can see 2016 being kind of uh that first moment when a lot of people really catch on to podcasts like Mm -hmm. i said i i adopted early to the medium because i'm a deviant i'm i'm a disgusting deviant who exists in the like fringes of society technically i bought in pretty early on podcasts because i got youtube red back when it was youtube red what the fuck is that sound whatever um i bought into youtube red pretty early on and the only thing i would download because that was the first time you could Mm -hmm. download the only thing i would download were long play um videos of D &D games (laughs) and so I technically that is very podcasty. That is very podcasty. Uh, I was I was around. I was around during the point in time in which Jordan Jesse Go was being slowly but surely eclipsed by Mabimbam as the flagship Maximum Fun Podcast Network podcast of choice. Right. Uh, which I which is like a lot of words together to say like I'm I'm an old dumb bullshit hipster but okay so I want to get back to waypoint and just like I don't listen to video game podcasts anymore I used to listen to the giant bombcast I used to listen to the giant beast cast I used to listen to idle thumbs I mean RIP idle thumbs that was actually just very good I used to listen to a lot of video game podcasts and as I grew older as I started doing different things with my life the only constant consistent thing since 2016 that has been part of my consumption of video game information has been the waypoint podcast because they don't talk about video games they do but they're a podcast that made a spin-off series where they spent almost 20 hours talking about BBC Jane Austen adaptations 
that got them in trouble. That like literally got them in trouble because they spent so much time talking about the Pride and Prejudice <laughs> miniseries. That Vice was like, what the fuck are you doing? You're a video games podcast. Why do you have a, an entire media podcast that has so many hours? How do you even find the time to do this? And then Austin Walker left. And Austin Walker was, is an amazing writer, uh, an amazing thinker about, about many things. About class and race and politics. And I was really afraid that the Waypoint podcast was going to fall to pieces without him. And they didn't. They have, they had an amazing cast of people. They had fantastic individuals, so many, and they always made talking about video games kind of, I, I said this on Twitter, but the way that I make, the way that we make our podcast is talking about the things around the things, talking about the reactions to things, talking about understanding things. That is partially lifted from the Waypoint podcast. Having conversations not about video games, not about politics, but about how politics affects us, how this dumb bullshit makes us feel, but also trying to understand it and trying to put it into context to a larger world. And the Waypoint podcast did that consistently. Did I like every episode? No. Did I I feast on Rob Zachney's incredible ADHD spending where he destroyed a stove just so he could justify getting a new one by accident. No, like this dumb bullshit is like what I what I crave, and I'm just mad that right now we're seeing just journalism in general, but games journalism more specifically, get fucking ravaged. It's like a fucking wildfire out there. There, there yeah. are so few games journalism jobs, and part of this is AI. A big part of this, though, is just that change in the interest rate really just is destroying regular people jobs now. Well, what happened was, um, and Gamergate also, is, is full of idiots. Like the the executive well, suite of yeah. Vice is horrible. Ga Gamergate as a large, like I hate talking about it, but yeah. Gamergate as a large is still happening. For, for like a, a like a lot of people mm -hmm. like it's this whole like ethics and games journalism blah 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 bullshit made an impact in a way that is like unseen by most people mm -hmm. um polygon had a heyday and that heyday is gone um like their article i think their articles are getting better and their um writing is getting a lot better but um, their like video content was like where where they made their bread and butter. Um, I mean, the heyday of BDG. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was like it was the McElroys, BDG. Uh, the only one left. I mean, I think I think Allegra's still there, but like her, um, Patrick Gill, um, couple others. <laughs> I, I just see I see a polygon out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, oh, that's the guy who looks like BDG but isn't BDG. Gil and Gilbert was one of my favorite things ever. I don't know if you ever watched those. No. Uh, they did streams where they did like fun 
like weird video game challenges mm-hmm. like for example they had they played like donkey kong tropical freeze uh where every time they died they had to put a banana somewhere on their body and like they had to hold a banana while they're playing and so like they both just have piles of bananas on their shoulders and whoever lost had to go to work dressed as funky kong um which was awesome yeah i don't know i just like the last real like games journalist mm-hmm. that i see like out in the wild is uh james stephanie sterling and they are like they're doing the work props like, to the commander props to the commander long like you know medium form like actual reporting like here's the news and here's what this means for you as a consumer and here's what this means for you as a person who has political beliefs i mean a a big part of this is that the consolidation of media over the last 15 years has been really horrible for all of this where it's just holding company after holding company kotaku got just absolutely fucking destroyed when they got bought out i okay so this is related Mm -hmm. but it is so important to like this kind of discussion because it's a microcosm of everything that's happened Mm -hmm. fandom.com god the fucking villain of the internet that is like a subsidiary of some games journalism thing i can't remember what well i mean fandom bought fandom bought giant bomb and then like destroyed that entire fucking well that's my thing fandom has bought so much shit frankly the only thing they haven't bought yet is stuff that's so fringe that like no one wants to touch it Mm -hmm. like stuff like the scp foundation where they're like they won't touch it because the people who design that shit are so like set in their morals and set in their ways that they're like i don't want any of anything no, to you, you need Nothing a rabid sight you, you this is i think this is actually like the the only reason why the boards uh never got never got truly colonized the way that tumblr did is that you need a yeah. ravage you, you just need a stark raving psychopath libertarian who's like no i will never i will never let the freedom of speech uh be silenced yeah. like that's the only yeah. that i think that's like the one common cause that i have with those sorts of people is that like yeah. they're they're too much of controlling weirdos to let go of their websites and it helps keep them like weird wild west 4chan didn't get bought out for a couple reasons mm-hmm. but like the biggest one is that like there's no monetary reason to keep 4chan there is zero monetary reason mm-hmm. to keep 4chan there's no monetary reason to uh, uphold the scp websites like it's literally just there to exist i i'm thinking like back in the heyday of something awful and oh yeah yeah so the the reason something all the only reason something awful survived as long as it did was because low tax was insane right and like, you you need that's the thing you need the we yeah. need those people we say yeah. we don't, but we do. We we need those weird psychopaths out there. Did you carving out? Did you ever the wilderness? Did you ever watch the documentary? No, the low tax documentary. Oh my god! Uh, do you? How much do you know about him? So, I think I mentioned on this podcast that I was listening to the amazing, endearing, deeply beautiful Homestuck made this world. And they gave a general – because the Something Awful forums were very core to the growth of 
a Homestuck. I do know mm. a bit in that it was kind of constantly, constantly full of just like weird dudes making up their own weird rules and then just like fighting with low tax uh, for 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 dominance of their own boards or like some yeah yeah I don't isn't it so interesting that low tax is almost directly responsible for the January 6th insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) For those who don't know, 4chan essentially started, right? Isn't that right? Because something awful didn't want anime. Uh, I would believe that because I mean, so there there's Japan has two chan. Japan has two chan, which is like the progenitor of all this. Frederick Brennan started 4chan. Right. And I, and I, I, I would believe thought, that something awful and them just being like, no, no, we don't do this anime bullshit. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember that. I, I feel like that was part of it, was that Lotax won't allow anime on something awful's main forums. <laughs> biggest, that's the littlest domino, domino yeah. biggest domino is January 6th insurrection. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, but like, I, and you know, I, I know we're, we're, we're ideally a, a, politics podcast that, that that talks uh funny sometimes but understanding the internet and understanding what the internet means to the both of us and sort of like what what the internet means in general is very important because the internet is now it's now the real world i think we should change the tagline of the conditional materials podcast to be uh to be a leftist perspective of the internet like <laughs> Because, like, that's all we do. I mean... That's fair. It, we're... You know, I don't... I don't come here to talk about, like... Sure, we did... One of our worst episodes is our reaction to a real-life thing. Meanwhile, literally a month later, all of us were laughing at the January 6th insurrection. Right, because, I mean, it's the stupidest thing in the world, but also... It's stupid. But I remember that day like being so actually upset like i was really mad yeah no i, I remember that uh it is it, it will be stuck on the annals of our our uh our history it's just the worst episode we ever made but yeah um all right it's it's podcast time yeah, let's talk about twitter podcast. shit it's, it's podcast o'clock i um i don't have any real twitter news this week um, I have like news news, which I know that just goes against everything we just talked about, yeah. but all of this stuff is, oh, actually. <laughs> yeah. What? What? We have a lot of news because I realized we haven't recorded since like the like eight biggest things in the world happened. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's, let, let, let's kind of rapid fire some of these just because I, I, I do want to, want to get this done soon. Um, Tucker got, I, we, we talked about axe. T- Tucker got the axe. Tucker's gone. So Tucker, Tucker got the axe. Uh, we didn't talk about this last week because it hadn't happened. Yeah, no, I, I think it happened like the it day happened after. right. It, yeah, because that's the thing. We record these on Sundays yes. and then release them on Monday. Because um, I'm a we need to start human, saying because I'm a superhuman. Su- like I, I'm we need superhuman. to start saying the date and time at the top of these. Yes. It is. It is four thirty, twenty twenty three, three twenty in the afternoon. It is April 30th, we should say, because some people don't read dates that way. <laughs> it is 3423. <laughs> At 320 in the afternoon. Yeah, okay. Um, so, 
I have a little bit of breaking news, but we can get to it a little bit later because okay, yeah. I know because it's something you're you're gonna want to talk about. Yes. Um. So first of all, um. Wizards of the Coast sent Pinkertons to yep. <laughs> to to stop a man from opening cards. <laughs> uh, yep, that's that's so the news. I, I don't know if you heard the story. Um, so so apparently it was an independent card shop sold this dude advanced cards. Mm-hmm. Um, they just put them out on the shelf. It wasn't even like they released them early and like cut a deal with him. Like no, they just put the cards out like. A week before they were supposed to be released. Yeah, they broke street date. They, ju- they they broke street date and they sold the dude a box yeah. of cards. Yeah. And um he opened them on air because he knew, like he knew he was obviously like this is this is a week early. Yeah, but I'm that gets you clicks. Look that that gets you yeah. that gets you the virus. Right. And so Witch of the Wizards of the Coast was like, nope, give us the fucking cards, asshole. And so they sent the Pinkerton. This is insane because this is uh, uh because this is on the heels of that giant Pokemon card theft yeah. that just got right, yeah, revealed. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even we didn't even we didn't talk about that because I didn't know about it until like I watched yesterday. Jarvis. I, I watched the Jarvis John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched same. Yeah. It's, it's like um this dude basically stole cards off the factory line, like right before they went into the like like into yeah. the cellophane. Like literally it's they get cut they get die cut and then they get put into packs and this dude was stealing them off of the line right before they go into packs and just stealing the what like 10 most expensive cards in the set and just getting well, stacks stealing stealing as stealing thick as your arm 30 30 copies yes. of the same card yes so it's like this card is worth 700 dollars. now take a stack of 50 of them like that's how much he mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. sell trying to sell at card shops and stuff um and they were like i don't know if they actually caught him or not i wasn't they they found attention. out who it was they had a private investigator get in contact with them and the investigator was like send us the cards and things won't get worse <laughs> Yeah. Which is um, insane because also last week, Nintendo, a, a judge ruled that Nintendo could keep a man in debt slavery for the rest of his life, even as he goes to Canada. That's been an incredibly important thing that I've, I've seen. There's a, a, I don't know if you've ever seen the Nintendo no, podcast. I haven't. There, uh, it's a podcast full of people who used to be like corporate reps mm-hmm. for Nintendo. Um, and so... They and they hate Nintendo. Nintendo's so they just fucking, talk about like they're, all the they're cruel, weird, they're awful copyright fuck. shit. Yeah, let's be clear. It is always okay morally to like pirate Nintendo games. You have no fucking moral Anna, authority to purchase Anna, Nintendo. You, you said you said a word there that you don't need to you don't need to say. You said Nintendo. It's just morally okay to pirate games in general. Well, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Don't pirate indie games. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. But statistically, uh, this this is a big thing, and I, I do want to talk about it for a second. Nintendo was like these. This pirating group represented a net loss of X Y Z, and it was one to one with just like what? Well, one, the United States government and the judge just let Nintendo set whatever fucking price they wanted to on this. They were just like, Nintendo said, well, this would be the market value. And it's like, well, did you get that independently corroborated with anybody? No. They just let the company say how much money. So this man owes like $3 million and will get garnished 30% of his wages 
for the rest of his life until it is paid. Potentially. Potentially for the rest of his life. Potentially. He is 50 years old. Yeah. And he was the accountant for these guys. He wasn't even the guy doing any of this. Yeah. No, this whole thing is, like, it's disgusting. And it, like... Anyone who even tries to say that, like, Nintendo is, like, some family company or something is full of shit. Like, no, this they're is... a cutthroat Japanese conglomerate that is ready to gut any human being who gets close to their financial uh, pipeline. So, a, a fun thing. Legally speaking, as far as, um, as far as, like, the law is concerned, technically speaking, streamers are not a- legally allowed to do what they do. Yeah. And... Because the gameplay is technically owned by the companies. But the thing is that, like, companies understand that if you let these Twitch streamers stream your games or Let's Players play these games, that's more money it's for marketing. you. It's, it's free marketing, essentially. Like, they make money marketing your shit and you don't have to pay them. That's, that's genius. That way, they still feel like they're doing a job, and you don't have to pay money to like <laughs> make it's, them. It's free. It's free real estate. I mean, advertising. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't get that. <laughs> That's why people don't stream Nintendo games, uh, because uh, they just sent a cease and desist to a modder who is doing Breath of the Wild uh, uh, multiplayer. And it's, it's you're fully it's so within your right to mod the game. It is not illegal to mod any game. However, Nintendo shot this man down, sent a cease and desist, and I think are in the process of suing him for these, uh, f- f- for making these mods because he published them on Twitch. Like he published, he, like he did all this shit. It's, mm-hmm fucking bonkers to me no and don't even get me started on the people who who spend their lives making mario maker 2 content only for nintendo just uh set it on fire because it doesn't meet their content guidelines or They're incredibly what was it the smash the smash tournament that because it was using a a rom hack of a of, of smash uh they can't they send a cease and desist letter <laughs> Even though it was like a, a charity for like a children's hospital. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> hey, Anna. Oh, I got a well, question. Speaking for of you. video games, speaking of video yeah. games, I wanted to just say mm-hmm. Sega's got a new union. Sega's got a new union. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, they're with the Allied Employees Guild improving Sega or Aegis, which is <laughs> fucking sick. <laughs> Because isn't Aegis a uh, uh, um, a Sonic thing? I could be wrong. No, Aegis that. is a shield. It's a, it's a it's a mythical term for shield. No, no, no. I know it's a mythical term for a shield, but there's a um. Oh, I mean, look. If there's a weird Sonic thing, that that's on you. There's like a video game thing, right? I remember Aegis being like a thing. Uh, oh, oh. Aegis defenders. <laughs> That's a that's a tower defense game. Shield shield. <laughs> Never mind. It's, it's, it's shield shield. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. 140 plus workers, multiple departments at Sega's US Irvine headquarters. Hell yeah. Dude, that's so cool. Do you know what's not cool though? Mm. 
Oh, and they voted like 40 to zero. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's it was un- unanimous. Uh, you know, it's not cool though. Mm. Making dead people have blue checks. Okay. So there's a couple things I want to talk about with Elon. <laughs> Elon's been up to some shit this week. So not only did he, um, so not only has he been like, so last we left off, last, last we, we left off, yes. blue checks were gone. Blue blue and checks like, were were about to be eradicated. The the day that we paid for a it. couple of them. Yes, he paid for a couple of them. Now he's just paying for a bunch of them. Um, and when we say paying for him, when we say paying for him, he's not actually swiping his card. He's pressing a button on a keyboard, essentially. He's ran, like, from what I can tell, from what I understand, if anybody has over a million followers, he's just gifting them blue checks. Yeah. Which, uh, I saw somebody write this as, it is hilarious, because simultaneously, he has taken a booger out of his nose and is chasing, a, uh, chasing somebody around the schoolyard with it, saying, I'm going to put this on you, while also going, anybody else, it's, seven, it's $8 a month for my stupid booger. Like, it, it's, it's stupid, and it's, it's horrible. Um... They, um... So, yeah, like, Chadwick Boseman, Norm MacDonald, uh, Bob Saget, I think. Anthony like a bunch Bourdain. of dead celebrities. A bunch of dead celebrities, which can get, that's legal trouble. Um, that's, like, kind of illegal to, uh, to do. Because you're essentially saying that this dead person endorses your decision to have Twitter blue without being able to defend themselves. That's a legal problem and you are going to get a, a kick in the ass. Oh, for that. also I think, I think Europe is, I think maybe Germany is uh fining Twitter for more than the valuation of Twitter right now. Yes. Uh, we didn't talk about it. They are suing them for, uh, because they're like hate speech thing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're like trying to find Twitter for like forty million, which is like more than it's worth right now. Hey Anna, I, I know that we up top were like, "Hey, Tucker got fired," but did you hear the one story about why Tucker? One one of the stories, one of my favorite stories about why Tucker got fired. So there's a couple floating around. Um, the two that I've seen are that like everyone's like, "Oh, they're the the one that is most likely is that." It's related, like, people are trying to say, this is clearly the Dominion lawsuit, Mm -hmm. when in reality there's two lawsuits towards Tucker Carlson himself Mm -hmm. that are, um, like, it's just easier if Fox fires him than deal with these lawsuits, Mm -hmm. um, because, um, they're, like, sexual harassment lawsuits, and Mm -hmm. those don't go away. (laughs) But did you hear about the other one? I didn't hear about the other one. Okay. So, Rupert Murdoch. Oh, that's right. Yes, Rupert I did hear Murdoch's fiancé, a <laughs> incredibly normal human being <laughs> who insane. was having dinner with Rupert Murdoch and Tucker Carlson, stood up in the middle of dinner and read a section from Exodus and proclaimed Tucker Carlson to be like Moses. 
No, to be the second coming oh, of Christ. Right, okay, yes. To be the second coming of Christ. And Rupert Murdoch the next day was like, I'm getting this bitch out of my life, and I'm getting this fucking Tucker Carlson out the fucking door. <laughs> so, he, so they got a divorce, and she is still talking about him in public. And so people are saying that. <laughs> and so one of the things is that Rupert Murdoch is just like, look, man, I'm only firing you because my wife, lo- my ex-wife loves you. And I hate that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, but, if that's true, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, But back to Elon for a second. He's pretending to... To be a kid version of himself, he has a secret child. He has a secret child account for himself. So <laughs> there's this thing called it's called Elon Test at E R M N Musk. So basically, by um, he posted a screenshot. Um, revealing that he he said something he makes like 120,000 a month in Twitter subscription revenues um because he has like 24,000 subscribers mm-hmm. and it's 5 bucks a month you can do the math uh he tweeted that screenshot in that screenshot you see a second um account like he has yeah. if if you're on mobile your account if you have an alternate account the second one appears just to the side of the of your your normal um logo like your your profile picture sorry and so the other profile picture is like a baby holding a boomerang or something (laughs) something like that (laughs) and this someone found it and has just been scrolling through all the tweets um someone tweets a picture of the what the fuck were they called what were they what was their thing they were the like big crypto scam oh um where they both look like middle school band kids but they're like in their 30s oh yeah uh <laughs> was this razzlecon i no 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 this is not oh, this wasn't razzlecon. this was the other one this was the one that, that happened just this year right a- anyways yes a- it's the girl from that and this like Crypto guys like bro had a net worth of sixteen billion dollars and risked it for all of this. The grippy must have been unfathomable. And then this baby tweets out, "I love librarians." Um, yeah, it, like he's pretending to be his own son. <laughs> he's pretending to be the 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 ax whatever name. Ash yeah. or whatever the fuck that kid's name is, the one he had with Grimes, and so he because he tweeted out that he like I will turn three on May fourth, that's his son's birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, Elon, Elon, regular Elon tweets out a like a fake Pornhub screenshot. His baby <laughs> role play. <laughs> baby roleplay account says is this real peon video and like he's just saying a bunch of weird sexual shit it's gross it's weird and it's deeply disturbing um yeah 
I don't know what Elon's doing. He's just got a bunch of dumb bullshit going on. So much so that somebody was able to make a, a NCAA-style bracket, uh, tournament bracket. Of the clusterfuck off. So I can tell you right now we're in the finals, okay. uh, or the semifinals, uh, to get to like the final um, thing. So <clears throat> uh, the, the brackets are... Newsletter length tweets, Twitter files, all of it. Responsible for the Eli Lilly stock crash. Banning of Elon Jet. Uh, attempting to fire a disabled man, triggering a $100 million payout. Blue tick reply guys, the alt right <laughs> desperate lunatics. Daddy found the secret emerald mine. <laughs> Impending German lawsuit for more than Twitter's entire worth. Let that sink in. Titter LMAO XD, he's in his 50s. Celebrity boot blue ticks look return looking like false paid endorsement of Twitter. Chappelle show meltdown poop emoji auto response because there is no PR team. Argued with Stephen King from $20 to $8 to paying his $8. API now costs $42,000 a month for Fly Guy alt right accounts. Uh, uh, not going to fire people. Fires everyone. State government funded journalism being the reply guy to the disabled man he tried to fire. <laughs> Trying to get employees to buy things from around the office. Print your code every week. Super Bowl metric meltdown. Creepy age play alt account. Office sleeping arrangements prompting an investigation. Return of multiple right wing accounts. Paul Pelosi conspiracy theories. Removal of safety team while racism and anti trans rhetoric rant. Replying to his own quotes. Blocking Substack slash Mastodon, etc. Turning off spaces because he got lightly journalismed. Twitter fold to step down ignored. Or Twitter absorbed by X, which has zero public trust. Currently in the final four, attempting to fire a disabled man, triggering out a $100 million payout. Celebrity blue ticks return looking like false paid endorsement of Twitter. Being the reply guy to the disabled man he tried to fire. And Twitter poll to step down ignored. Which one do so you think will be reply to us or just send us money? Just send us money. Send send us money with what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Um, it's looking like it might be between yeah, no, it, attempting it is. to fire a disabled man and being the reply guy to the disabled uh, yeah, man. That no. is uh, one of the most embarrassing things ever. I can't see it not being uh, one of those two. It, it, it's got to be. Yeah. Um, all right. Hey, Anna, wanna know, do oh, you want to know a fun fact? A fun fact? Yeah, I have a fun fact for you. Truth Social has less uh, daily active uh, users slash pings than WikiFeet. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't I didn't open that. How did I not open that? <laughs> it is the 2,479th pop- most popular site in the United States. Wow. The AARP Games webpage gets more traffic than Truth Social. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and how do you even call yourself a wiki feed if you do not have pictures of Alex Jones's feet? I don't think he shows his. Fe- I, I think we did. We did. We, we looked this up. Yeah, we looked this up, and it was very air. difficult. It was very difficult to find his feet. I had to go through. You, we had to go to some party. very unsavory, fake wiki feet. I had to. I had to go to, to some fake YouTubers wiki feet. 
All right. Um, I mean, I could talk about the Supreme Court shit more. Uh, it, well, okay. I, I said this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but this 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 is kicked off a. It keeps going. It's yeah. It's not just Clarence Thomas. No, it's everybody. It's more. It's everybody. It's everybody. Um. So let's see. Uh, Shane Roberts. Jane Roberts, who is married to Chief Justice John Roberts, made ten point three million dollars putting lawyers into like elite firms so she worked as a recruiter getting basically having access to the most powerful politicians and political figures you know all of those people who you know state's attorney general stuff like that just like having access to all of them and recruiting and then part of this is talking about uh the recruiting firm that she was working for uh, the only person of color at that that recruitment firm tried to go, hey, it seems like everybody is telling me that when I say, what if you hired a black or brown person? They said that that was unprofitable and an unwise choice. Had it go to arbitration and had the judge side with the company kicking him out. It just like <sighs> these people are horrible. And weird and evil, and they fucking suck. Hey, uh, you yeah. know what doesn't suck though? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, YouTube music sucks, but the workers unionizing oh, yeah. at YouTube un- music pretty fucking good. Yeah, uh, YouTube music is fine. <laughs> it's it's acceptable. It exists. It's worse than Spotify, and both of those are worse than uh, Google Music. God, Google, Google Play, Play was so good. It was so good. So the only good. reason YouTube Music exists is because Google Play, Google was losing money on their YouTube investment. That's all it is. Yeah, no, it fucking sucks. Uh, especially yeah. because God, Google Play was just so good. Their licensing was out it of was this so world. Good. Their their content discovery was a was like fantastic. Their their playlist algorithm and mixes were amazing. And it's it, the thing that I'm bothered by is that none of that has and their made UI over, was good. Yes. Their UI was good. And none of that has made it over to YouTube. No, because YouTube is all based. YouTube music is based off of YouTube's API. And while I understand YouTube's API, I only use YouTube's API for or API. What am I saying? Um, like UI. Yeah. It uses its, its user interface and it, and it's uh, 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 back. It's code, yeah, essentially. Uh, but what the worst part about that is, though, is that it's like, oh, you you want us to play the music the, the music video, and I'm like, no, I want I want to play the goddamn music. I, I want a music well, app not even... that plays music and also doesn't try and source playlists from the YouTube app because those are dog shit. I want you to give me like an actual real fucking playlist. Also, YouTube they did just do a huge update where now they have podcasts. Um, but certain YouTube videos, if they're tagged with podcast, just automatically get put into the podcast like section. Mm-hmm. So like if someone if you follow like a podcast that posts on YouTube, that is automatically put into your like feed, which I guess is fine. But then it's just like, I don't know, you get random shit that you don't need. 
I don't need random videos to be. No, I don't. I don't need podcast. my YouTube thumbs up to go into my music likes because those are two different things. Um, those are, those are just two two objectively different things. Um, th- mo- moving on, mo- moving on yes. to other videos that we hate. Steven Crowder has had a okay. week. Are we going to leave that I for last? To, we, we, do we want to leave I that for talk, last? Well, no, no, no. I don't want to say this for last. I want to preface this yes. by saying that um, we're about to talk about some really heavy shit. Yeah. Um, Steven Crowder is a giant piece of shit, and this video is fucking awful. Um, well, first I want to talk about the know, first video that he put out this week. Well, I want to talk about the video, the, the video that got put out and then the one he put out in response. All right. Fair enough. So, um, so for those who don't know, Steven Crowder's had a weird year. Um, Steven Crowder he, is a weird conservative pundit who makes about, you know, who, who probably has like the listenership of a Chapo Trap House, but makes $20 million a year or something like that. He's incredibly successful because 90% of his rhetoric is just like, it's just far enough to where it's not Alex Jones. Like that's his whole thing is that he is not Alex Jones, but he pretends to be, he has like, he's got everything that all right wing nutcases have. He's got like that kind of like media training that Carlson has. Yeah. He has that kind of like, logical like fallacy kind of shit that ben shapiro has yeah no, i was gonna say he's, but he's, he's also he's got the energy of a shapiro he kind of has but he's the, also got the false he's also got the false like bravado and fake like like the fake manliness well, of like a crunch oh you, you mean it you um, mean his fake tits you you, you mean the, the the fake tits? i was gonna talk about his fake yeah. tits. i was actually gonna talk about his fake tits so like the past year has been weird for crowder because basically after he made his awful i mean genuinely awful video about um the uh shit the george floyd protests were going on and Mm -hmm. he made a video testing i bet i could be under someone's knee for nine minutes and live and he literally spent 10 seconds with someone's knee on his neck and said i don't i don't know this isn't comfortable do it on my back instead which is not what happened not how that happened buddy because basically proving basically proving that he would have died if he stayed like that you, you know you um, uh, other people can't tap out you motherfucker yeah so he um basically a bunch of shit happened he's like one of those dudes who's like really into like cigar and steaks like that's his thing and so he had a heart attack because he was smoking so many cigars and like right before that he had put titanium rods in his chest to like so it was his hunchback so it wasn't it it wasn't a heart attack um what happened was he said he had a caved in chest syndrome which sounds like some bullshit to me it might not be but what happened was he got the bars put in his lung collapsed this was also conveniently the same week as his wife went into labor with their twins this will be this will be an important fact later on yeah we should also state that Steven Crowder was the man who wrote a article in which he talked about how he was very happy that he waited until his wedding night to have sex for the first time. And that while he was on his honeymoon, he encountered another honeymooning 
uh, individual whose husband was hung over from the last night of having fun sex and drinking. And Crowder was like, this man had the unmitigated gall to, to desecrate his body with, with drinking and not spend his entire night with his friends and family and, and his wife. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the littlest little shit in the world. Oh, anyway, also, Steven Crowder got divorced. <laughs> yeah, Steven Crowder got divorced. Um, I do also want to say... It's a messy divorce. I do want to say, Anna, explicitly right here, right now, those kids are not the reason he got divorced. No, they're not. They're not the reason. Why do you have to say that in a fucking video? Why do you have to fucking say that in a video? That makes it like that is I know somebody said this is the most on cinema thing in the world, but it is like when you say that out loud in your video, you're like, okay, so you just mean that you hate your kids so much that they took time and effort and energy away from your wife that you had to do some Munchausen's by proxy bullshit. Everything about so earlier this week, a video was released by his like wife's attorney or whatever um it's it's surveillance video of like their back patio Mm -hmm. and she's very visibly pregnant she's eight months pregnant in that video yeah and he it's i mean the 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 tweet that's been floating around there's like a couple of them Mm -hmm. but they all say the same thing which is like he's literally chewing on a fucking cigar while yelling at his very pregnant wife and I mean, like, yelling. I, I highly suggest, if you do watch this video, which we I think we'll leave a link to it. We'll, we'll um, yeah. It's, I, like, trigger warnings. This man says blatantly horrible, abusive things to his wife. Um, this man has basically done all of the textbook lines from, is your, are, are you being gaslit? Are you being gaslit like, right now? Genuinely. And it's, like, horrible. It's awful it's disgusting and he like very like i don't see a world in which he's the victim like but <laughs> i he, don't see the, world. Uh, the the other funny thing from not that video but the other video of him being like she can uh, in texas it is legal i suppose to divorce someone for no reason yeah, so he makes a response video to that being released, and his caveat, his, like, the most important thing he wanted people to take away is that, like, look, we both said some stupid shit. If you want both of us to say some stupid shit, I'll make sure everything from the court gets unsealed. Um, Also, <laughs> I, I want to say, in that video, she she is like, hey, I cannot give the, I do not want to give the dog the medicine because it says pregnant women should not handle this dog medicine because it is slightly radioactive because it is like dog chemotherapy medicine. Right. And he's like, I'm sorry. I need you to, I need you to do these chores first. Sitting, you're not being a very good wife right now. It is out of context. I'll give them the benefit of that. It is out of context, the video that I saw. And I'm just kind of like, I don't really know what's happening. And the full video doesn't really go too much into detail after the fact. But, like, he, like, screams at her saying, I will fuck you up at one point. And, like... Who the fuck doesn't own two cars? And that's the thing. 
She's in Texas. Like, I'm going to take the car. She's like, I'm going to take the car and go somewhere. And he's like, no, you need to do your wifely duties. That's the thing that bugs me the most about this is he's not saying do chore. He's, like, he's not saying I need you to help out around the house because pregnant or not. If he was like, look, can you do a task for me? Because we're married and this is a 50 50. Even if she's like super pregnant, I'd still be like, yeah, there is still something expected of both partners. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the fact that he's saying you need to do your wifely duties, wife, while he's sitting there, feet up, cigar in hand. <laughs> like, well, like, the thing is, she's she's saying I need to go to the store to pick up your steak and your pellets for your pellet grill. And right, he's like, and he's like, it's well, fucking bizarre the whole thing. But it's it's like very clearly she's like I am not going to engage with this because this is fucking crazy. And he's like, you're, you're not going to ignore me. You're going to do these. You're going to do your wifely duties. Like, it's fucking awful. But then he's also like, well, you can't, you can't take the car because then I'll be stranded here and I can't call anybody. I can't talk to anybody. I can't do anything. You're abusing me if you do this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's textbook, like gaslighting bullshit. Um, the whole thing. And so, yeah, he's like, you know, this out of context video, uh, uh, of course i never said i was innocent in all of this we were going through a divorce we both said things that were fucked up it's like she's crying very pregnant and is clearly like in stress and you're sitting there barreling over her like you're wrong and you're stranding me here and you're abusing me uh so <laughs> someone got a look at her instagram like follows and half of them were like how to survive an abusive like how to survive an abusive relationship house like how to you know placate your abusive husband stuff like that uh yeah, also it's like fucking also horrible another thing that has happened is a lot of photos of steven crowder and dresses have surfaced a yeah, he does this weird thing where he thinks that cross-dressing is funny um but but he he seems to basically just go up to every other conservative and trick them into dressing up like a french prostitute for his own amusement i I, like i'm not i'm not implying something but i i do i do feel like this is um this is suspect and now i will say this uh for anybody who who wants to to wear a dress you're more than welcome to if you want to convince your friends to wear a dress you're welcome to but if you want to make millions of dollars saying that trans and queer identity is destroying America and that you're the apex Christian and that you would have none of this funny business in your life and you go around doing this, then there's something really fucked up about that. Um, remember when Steven Crowder got the shit rocked out of him by a union worker? <laughs> I don't, but that sounds great. So he went to this like union gathering in like 2012, 2013 or something like that. And released this video of like this group of people, like they're like protesting and he's like standing in the middle with like a bunch of right wing people. And like, there's a video of him getting the shit rocked out of him. Um, and the way it's edited, it looks like the dude just like, well, he, clearly cuts out of the video the portion of the video where it shows 
it's clearly deceptively edited so that it cuts out the part where Steven clearly pushed the guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, uh, he, he can't be prosecuted because he was, he was acting in self-defense because a judge forced Steven Crowder to post the full video. <laughs> hey, Anna, do, do you want to feel old right now? Do you, do you want sure. everybody who's listening to this to feel old? Sure. SpongeBob premiered 24 years ago today. Oof. Hey, John, you want to feel old? Yeah, I'm, I'm old. I, I have gray hair. <laughs> I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> I know that fact because <laughs> I was it, I was a year old when SpongeBob came out. <laughs> You've never known a world without SpongeBob. I've never. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I literally haven't been sentient for a world pre-spongebob <laughs> and i don't remember a world pre-spongebob movie <laughs> oh my god sorry i just have that video of crowder getting punched on the loop it's awesome that sounds great um oh um brandon's running for president brandon Brandon's running for president. Joe Brandon. Joe Brandon? Joe oh, Brandon. Running run, run for president. Well, no fucking shit. He's in office. Of course he's going to run. Uh, hey, he promised not to run. Remember that? Remember how he promised not to run? Whether or not he gets the thing is, I think, important. Um, speaking of presidents, Trump, Trump's back, baby. He's back in a big way. Oh, he's, I'm sorry. he's powerful. His, he's, he's so powerful. One of my favorite clips of this week was him, like, pretending to pick something up. And, like, <laughs> the way he does it, he goes, like, uh, 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 and he's on mic. And someone retweeted that and said, he's stimming. <laughs> uh, did, did, did you see that? Did you see that image of Ron DeSantis? Um, just like have his eyes pop out uh, when he was in Japan and just uh, heard about Donald Trump. I didn't. What? No, s- send me that. Oh, yeah, no. Um, uh, the thing we wanted to talk about was Trump. <laughs> Trump wrote a book and in his book, he, <laughs> he says, he talks about John McCain's funeral and he says, much like his wars, it never ended. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at the same time, um, oh, this is hilarious. I, 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 just the first 10 seconds of it. Governor, a poll show you falling behind a, a Trump. Any thoughts on that? I'm not a candidate, so we'll see if, uh, if and when that changes. <laughs> I've never seen a human being more owned. I'm not a candidate. <laughs> He seriously, he goes from like totally normal to they zoom in on him. He looks like he's crying. He looks like he's crying. That's so sad. (laughs) Please play it just that opening. I I will. I will play that 10 seconds because it's, I was going to say, put that in because that's awesome. He, this is the other thing is like, Again, I, I've talked about this, but whenever human beings hear Ron DeSantis speak, he loses two points in the polls. 
like cumulatively. Yeah, it, Every human being who hears him speak, he digs further into a grave. If he had just admitted to being putting Ron, then, <laughs> then everyone would have been like, at least he's in, at least he admits it. He's like, yeah, I like scooping it. I like, I like that. Pudding Ron loves to scoop pudding and also uh, force feed waterboard people at Gitmo. Well, see, it was the fact that he was like, I've never even had pudding. Like, it has sugar in it. It has sugar. To the, his response to the allegation of, did you dip your finger in a pudding and suck it, suck it off? <laughs> His response was, I've literally never even looked at pudding before in my life. What is pudding? <laughs> because he's like, oh, no, that has sugar in it. He's like, that, that has sugar in it. I mean, what, what, what? Again, no human being replies, I've never eaten pudding because it has sugar in it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about Nicholas Rossi just because, God, it's funny. <laughs> Ah uh, yes, the, the the missing man found. So Arthur Rossi or Nicholas Rossi. Sorry, Nicholas I'm Rossi. conflating names. Nicholas Rossi is a sex offender and fraud, uh, and that's not me just saying that. He is convicted. Um, yes, he's wanted. He was convicted and wanted, I believe, for sex sex crimes and fraud. Um, he. Um, That was in 2008. In 2018, he was like, 2008, he was, yeah, he was found responsible for two sex-related charges. And then in 2018, the DNL profile from a different case came back as the same. So anyway, he fakes his own death. And, um, <laughs> he faked his own death. He fucks off to Scotland. Of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's the fucked up thing, is he died of lymphoma, he claims. Mm -hmm. So, that was 2018. Fast forward, like, five years. And this man named Arthur Knight shows up. So I, I I mentioned this to you, Anna, but I do actually believe for a a, a more full and detailed yeah, detailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to talk about this guy for a little bit. But yes, please check out QAA because they did do an episode on this, right? Yeah, no, it was it was a very good episode. Um, I I haven't seen the episode, which is why I didn't realize this. But all of this came to a head this week when he's now so Arthur Knight lives in scotland and is this british man who is clearly not a real british person he's a very fake british accent and his name is arthur knight <laughs> you know like the knights of arthur mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the arthur knight he is currently pretending to die of covid <laughs> And, and giving they incredibly weird pain speeches in a fake. His neighbors described him as Arthur Knight, an ac affable academic with a penchant for Panama hats, politics, and malt whiskey. They described him as an eccentric dandy who spoke with an upper-class English accent and attempted to stand out from the crowd, despite being wanted by Interpol and the FBI. 
<laughs> Rather than lying low, he's been living and hiding in plain sight in a flat in the city's leafy West End, close to Glasgow University, where he claimed to work. Neighbors recalled him wearing three-piece suit with a silk pocket skirt and sipping expensive drams and bars while bemoaning Brexit. <laughs> It's like, it's literally like, this is, like we said with Crowder earlier, this is a cartoon supervillain. He faked his death to said, I'm blimey Mc, you know, I'm, I'm blimey Mc God save the queen and I'm a British expat living in Scotland. <laughs> he has like these horrible fake little glasses. <laughs> we were once a normal family, but thanks to the media, our lives have been interrupted. And we'd like privacy, and I would like to go back to being a normal husband. But I, I can't, because I can't breathe, I can't walk. Uh, people say that's an act. Let me try to stand up. Let me try to stand up. Exactly. Exactly. Play just like a little bit of the clip yes. of him talking. Yes. Because he's like wearing an oxygen mask doing an interview and he's so fake with it. He's like, he's like, I have been following these stories, these accusations got me true. And like he pretends to like have trouble standing because he's like in a wheelchair or something. Mm -hmm. And like he stands up and then cartoonishly falls back down while his wife is just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Please read as much of this story as you can. Please listen to the QA episode about this guy because this guy's awesome. Like I, I looked um, for it to see if I could link to it, and I, I couldn't find it. And I'm like, I, I know, I know, I've heard stuff about this guy, and I'm pretty sure it's a, it's a QA episode. It might be a true or not episode, but I, I think it's probably a QA. It episode. might be a true or not. Either way, um, I have a surprise for you, John. I have a surprise for you, Anna. Is it the same surprise? Is it no, our it's favorite not. boy? No. This this is a personal surprise. This is a personal surprise? This, this is a, this is a this is a change in my life surprise. Oh. Uh, well before we get to your change in yeah. change in your life. Mm -hmm. Who is our favorite character in the world? God, there's so many of them. I'll give you a hint. He's very dead. Well, it's Jeffrey Epstein. You're goddamn right. <laughs> From the Wall Street Journal, Epstein's private calendar reveals prominent names, including CIA chief and Goldman Sachs top lawyer. I, I also see a lot of people talking about Noam Chomsky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because guess who was there? Noam Chomsky? So... <laughs> Also, I want to say, uh, famously, we're like, you know what? Noam Chomsky can step, step the fuck aside. Uh... Oh, my God. Hold on. Where... I read that Chomsky was in here, but I can't find it now. Oh, my God. Can I control F? Yes, please. Noam. One of three matches, please. Highlight all. Here we go. <sighs> <laughs> he, 
He planned a trip to, uh, let's see, Caitlin, Catherine Rumler, a White House counsel under President Barack Obama, had dozens of meetings with Epstein in the years after her White House service, and before she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group, Inc., in 2020. He also planned for her to join a 2015 trip to Paris and a 2017 visit to Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. Leon Botstein, the president of Bard College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to the campus. Noam Chomsky, a professor, author, and political activist, was scheduled to fly with Epstein to have dinner at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2015. (laughs) 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 Mr. Chomsky told the journal that the time of these meetings... What was known about Jeffrey Epstein was that he had had been convicted of a crime and had served his sentence according to U.S. laws and norms. That yields a clean slate. No, it no, doesn't, Noam! No. Uh, look, I, Noam Chomsky had his time. And it has been long since passed. Yeah. Um, uh Uh, but I, I love finding more people who are just hanging out with the... Uh, what? what? Wait, wait. Why why, why is the, uh, the the director of the CIA doesn't know anything about Jeffrey Epstein? Sorry, real quick. The Noam Chomsky thing gets worse because I, I had uh, control f Noam and not uh-huh. Chomsky because they call mm-hmm. him Mr. Chomsky for the rest of the article. Mm-hmm. Listen to this passage and just let me get to the end of it because yes. it's it's it gets worse as you read it. Okay. In March 2015, March 2015, Jesus, Epstein scheduled a gathering with Mr. Chomsky and Harvard University professor Martin Nowak and other academics, according to the documents. Mr. Chomsky said they had several meetings at Mr. Nowak's research institute to discuss neuroscience and other topics. Two months later, (laughs) Epstein Mm. planned to fly with Mr. Chomsky and his wife to have dinner with them. And movie director Woody Allen and his wife, Soon Yi Pravin. The documents show, hold on, quote, If there was a flight, which I doubt, it would have been from Boston to New York. 30 minutes, Mr. Chomsky said. I'm unaware of the principle that requires that I inform you about an evening I spent with a great artist. (laughs) You mean two pedophiles. Epstein donated at least $850,000 to MIT between 2002 and 2017. And more than $9.1 million to Harvard from 98 to 2008. Holy shit. Holy shit. This entire article is amazing. Yeah. Oh, read this article if you can. It has so many people like it like it's insane (laughs) there are like (laughs) it sucks because there's also like rumler and arianne de rothschild it's like you're not helping like anyone beat the like uh again having your cia director over for 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 dinner and the cia director going well i you know i don't i don't know anything about this this jeffrey epstein you say 
I, Jeffrey I would, Epstein's. Who's that? <laughs> I, I would need to be a man of intelligence and intelligence gathering. I, you know, I just don't do that. I wait. Wow. <laughs> article's fucking insane. Noam Chomsky spent a dinner with two of the world's most prolific pedophiles. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, Jesus fucking hell. And then and then has to be like, I spent that evening with an artist. <laughs> I mean, no, Chomsky's an old that's man. What, that's what, that's like what someone tried to beat the, uh, I spent an evening with Dracula. Like, <laughs> Look, for, you were hanging ta- out with the Foucault like dance circles around him. Uh, it's it's fine. Like you know, uh, you, Ch- Chomsky you, can. He's, he's you, an old man. You spent you spent several days living in that vampire's castle. Are you sure you're not a vampire? I don't understand why I have to talk about staying at a bed and breakfast owned by one of the greatest counts of this <laughs> land. <laughs> so Anna, I mentioned I, I have some I have some life news to share with you. Please, I actually, I'm actually super excited to hear about this. Last night, friend of the show, Amida, our foreign correspondent, and Hell I, yes. we had some drinks, and we did something daring and provocative. <gasps> I ate Taco Bell for the first time last night. <laughs> yes! Vindication! <laughs> Tell me you had Baja Blast. Tell I me did right have now. a small Baja Blast. Juice! <laughs> I knocked my headphones off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hold on, I have to check my recording. I have a button. Okay, I'm good. I have a button on my headphone that pauses, like, mm-hmm. video or audio if it's playing, but I think it also can pause recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Hold on. I, I told you it was important life uh, life news. Tell me exactly what you ordered. <laughs> I had you know everything. I had a small Baja Blast. Hell yeah! A cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, perfect! And a taco. And Amida and I split some nachos. Oh. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> We had a couple I of drinks at the bar. Amida was like, I really want Taco Bell. And she... That's the best time to get Taco yeah, Bell is yeah, when yeah. you're a little bit buzzed. Like that's We, we cool. drove like five miles from da- from like downtown Baltimore out to fucking uh, Towson. Because that's the closest. Oh! The, the one on Lock Raven good, Boulevard. That's a good Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> you drove five miles to get Taco Bell. That's so there, okay, in the center of Baltimore, where around where there's nothing, I, I live, there's nothing, there, yeah. there are no Taco Bells. That's the, I, yeah, that's the thing is if you want something specific, you have to go out of your way. But you are you do literally live right next to like some of the best food in the city. Yeah, no, I, I like I am centrally located to a lot of premium shit that is not Taco live, Bell. To be cl- to. I don't want to dox you, but yeah. like John lives near near Museum Mile. That's like a that's like a four mile radius. I think you're mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> There's like a thousand people that live in that area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you live like 
deep in the heart of Baltimore City, where like there's a vegan uh, a vegan soul food place near you. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. That place is crazy. I went in there. There was no one in there. And I had more food than I've ever eaten in my life in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all vegan. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, uh, so, so I, I am spoiled for, for choices, but we were like, all right, we're doing, we're, we're doing it. We're, we're taking the plunge. God, that's awesome. I unironically. So, you know, it's like 10 o'clock, it's dark out and we're just, we're, we're eating Taco Bell in the hood of my car. That is, did you kiss? <laughs> platonic life friends that would have been the perfect ending to that story is and then we kissed we didn't we're not dating now we just kissed because it was so beautiful <laughs> you literally had a talk ta- you literally had a taco bell commercial happen to you uh i i took the my first sip of baja blast i sipped it and went that makes sense I it's get it. good i get it, it it's 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 like I, again, I hate... I don't want more cons- than a small Baja Blast. I want to be very clear about this. I'm not sure my body could handle more than a small Baja you're, Blast. You're also anti-soda, so, like, I get it. Yeah. You're, you're like, you're, like, against... Well, not... I shouldn't say anti-soda. I should say you're not it's, a soda it, drinker. Yeah, it's, it's not what I drink. Or if I do, I drink fancy sodas without, like, corn syrup in them. Right. Right. You know, a nice um, San Pellegrino or, yeah. or what have you. One of the, uh, occasionally one of those a fever tree. One of those San Pellegrinos that's up. Excuse me. That's got like, like, it's basically just carbonated fruit nectar. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Those are insane because they're the sweetest things you've ever had in your life. And it's like no added sugar. And you're like, how? How? <laughs> the French um, know how. The, the Italians know how. That's great. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I did, I did, I did uh, like, I was like, no, I, I got to, like, I, I, I got out of my car at, like, 11.30 last night. I was like, I'm going to have to tell Anna about this tomorrow <laughs> on pod. The only thing, the only thing that would have made that story better is if you got the weird Cinnabon bites. <laughs> no. Although they did fuck up the order, and I didn't have a bit of, the, I didn't have a bite of this because I chose the wrong taco. But one of the tacos that showed up was a Doritos Los Nachos taco. I, I always get those. I think they're good. Oh no no no! Uh, they like uh, they they kind. I think they just misheard us when we were like when I was try- oh, when I was trying wanted, to process. Like, you wanted a taco, and they were like Doritos Locos taco. No, gotcha. we didn't even order the tacos. Oh, it was like a whole thing. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. It's like it's one of those things where like you order something, and then they're like, "Cool," and we give you tacos for that for free. Yeah, or something. I like again. I don't entirely understand the process by I which always, I do it. I always. I always order the same thing, which is I get uh, the weird box that comes with a burrito, a chalupa, and a taco, mm-hmm. um, because that's that's a meal for a day. Like, <laughs> no, I that's, get it. Like, I... that's eat a small breakfast and then eat Taco Bell for like seven hours and then eat dinner later. <laughs> I think the only my only real complaint about any of it was I just wanted more cheese for my cheesy gordita crunch. I get it. I they. It's a weird thing because like Taco Bell is this magical place in a sense mm-hmm. in that you go to McDonald's, there's immediately a stigma there. Right. You're either going to McDonald's because you're drunk as shit and you need food. If you go to something like Chick-fil-A, like you're eating Chick-fil-A because it's convenient and there's a million of them. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. 
and it's like half decent food. Um, it's like actual food as opposed to most fast mm-hmm. food places, which is not real food. Taco Bell is one of those things where it has the stigma of fake food, and then you eat it, and you're like, "This is more real than like." Half yeah, the no, shit it's, I've it's, eaten. it's it is more real than I was expecting. I was like, "Oh, this is." This is actual, like, the, 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 this registers to me as food. It's not as amazing, you, like, but it's, it's good. It, it did the job. As long as you stay away from, like, the beef, like, like the, like, mm-hmm. ground beef stuff, and, like, eat it within, like, five minutes of getting it, it's good food. Like, yes. It, but, like, that's any fast food where you have to eat it immediately or it's not good anymore. <laughs> right, which is why we stopped in the parking lot uh, yeah. to, to eat all of this, because... The moment that we left that parking lot, this food was not going to be as good. Right. I, I, it's just one of the, it's, Taco Bell is like the only fast food place where I'm like, I know I'm going to go here and I'm going to leave feeling the same. Like, I'm not going to leave mm-hmm. feeling like gross and like, I, like, like bad. Every time I eat McDonald's, I feel like shit. Every time I eat any fast food place, I feel terrible. I eat Taco Bell. I feel exactly the same. That's fair. That's I, fair. It doesn't. It doesn't make me sick. I mean, it's Chipotle not White Castle. White, ca- White Castle destroys my lower intestine. My mom started uh, buying those fucking. Uh, they they sell the sliders. Yes. in, like frozen. I got those in college. They actually used to stock them in my uh, in my college. Um, like, we keep a fucking huge box of them in the freezer. They're terrible. <laughs> I okay, so I like them. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie and say they're, I don't. They're terrible in the sense that, like, I would never order this. But the fact that I can take this thing, throw it in the microwave, and in two minutes have sliders, great. That's great. They are not. I don't understand if that's what they serve. No, it's at White not. Castle. It's not. I want to be very clear. <laughs> it's not. It is like the that that is a that is a a poor facsimile. Uh, the thing that I can say about White Castle is it's good going down, and as it is good going down, it's bad going out. I I don't think I've ever had real White Castle, but that's purely because there aren't any White Castles around here. No, we have to, like, I, so I had White Castle when I was in Indiana a yeah. long time ago. And then occasionally, oh, and then a, like a time, a couple of, like, maybe five or six years ago, I was in New Jersey. And it was like, oh, we're going to get White Castle because we're in fucking New Jersey. Yeah, there's like, I'm trying to think, like, what's the nearest one around here? Because I've done this before. I've been like, where the fuck is there a White Castle? And I don't think there's one in Maryland, is there? There isn't. Um, Shake Shack, Pizza Castle, Old Town. There is not one in Maryland. No, uh, this is what this is also similar to the fact that Maryland has no Waffle Houses, which is bonkers to me because why, Waffle House would fit perfectly in Maryland. Yes, it's one of the few places where a Waffle House. It's one of those few places where it's like the coastal elite and the Waffle House demographic will meet perfectly. We have so many of the exact same diner all over the place, all over the place. The Nautilus, Double T, Plum Crazy. They're all the same diner. They're all the exact same diner. Yeah, it's it's owned like, by... by uh, it's so owned I, by I, some Greek family. I think the closest... <laughs> yes. The, the closest drive 
and Anna, we, we could do this, is 133 <laughs> miles away in Forked River, New Jersey. Conditional materials does Harold and Kumar. <laughs> Anna and John go to White Castle. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's, it's, it's our it's our uh, it's our four part series. We we talk a about the movies for the first three, and then we have a podcast about us driving to to White Castle to White Castle, and then a post podcast where we talk about how White Castle destroyed us. <laughs> So two podcasts about the movies. No, no, no. There's One three podcast. movies, Anna. There's three movies. There's three? I thought you said four episodes. Uh, I, I I should have tacked on. The the first half of the fourth episode is us going. The back half of the fourth episode is us so it's, uh, so having come okay, back. Okay. I would. The, uh, not joking. I yeah. love this idea. I love this idea. Um, we do a three-parter White Castle recap. Mm-hmm. And then... We go to White Castle in Jersey, <laughs> or it's in New York. Um, wait, where is the closest one? Uh, it is, and for uh, I, I believe it is. Oh, uh, there actually no. Uh, there's one in Whitehall, Pennsylvania. It's 170 miles away. There's one. Yep, there it is. There's one. It, yep, MacArthur, and then there's the one in. Oh my god, it's so gross looking. <laughs> Oh, all of them look horrible, Anna. Okay, actually, I take it back. The one in Pennsylvania looks fine. The one in New Jersey looks scary. <laughs> yeah, it's in New Jersey. Um, it's scary looking. Ugh. Um, I actually love this idea, and we have we'd have to do this way later on in the year. Um, we would actually. Um, no, Anna, I I know how we would do this, and this is talking about making a podcast is. The beginning and end of every episode is us driving to White Castle. It's just us recording ourselves driving to White Castle <laughs> and talking about shit. Yeah. <laughs> we have voiceovers of us, like Ira Glass style. Like, yeah. What you're hearing right now is recorded audio of the inside of John's car. <laughs> and it's just the sa- that horrible beeping sound my car makes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, no, we do it like, like, like cereal does it or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, today, yeah. we're headed up to White Castle. <laughs> no, no, we, we just, and we're just like, we're just, you, you're just aiming the task, like the, the record, my handheld recorder at each of us. Yeah. Just like moving it back and forth. <laughs> Sorry for the awful audio this episode. I had to literally smooth the mic around, which apparently causes wind. <laughs> We, we we cut every time we cut back to the car it's us singing a horrible song we're not even talking just yeah it, 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 it's us singing that robin thick song <laughs> blurred line. Wait, which blurred one lines, yeah it is yeah. blurred lines okay yeah. <laughs> fuck no leave all this in this is hilarious yeah no this is <laughs> This is, I just did a, uh, I, I was did, I was just listening to a podcast where last week they, uh, they're, they're an improv podcast and last week they had a character called the Lord of Beeps, which was their, their producer listens alongside and has a soundboard and can beep them whenever they say a curse word. <laughs> um, and suddenly he stopped bleeping them and they started c- cussing like, <laughs> you, you know, but 
He doesn't always do that, but mm-hmm. they were like, oh shit, the Lord of Beeps is dead. <laughs> he has been slain. And they like laughed about it for like 30 minutes. And then they were like, next week is is us solving the mystery of who killed the Lord of Beeps. <laughs> and then this week, the episode was that. <laughs> they had fully produced like a song and like and, like everything within a week. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at like uh, travel times. It's only like two and a half hours. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's not a horrible. Uh, it wouldn't be a. We, horrible we could just drive. we could just record the entire episode, an entire podcast episode in the car. Yeah, we'll we'll record us talking about movie three in the car. Yeah, as we as we're in it. Oh, that'll be the Christmas special one too. <gasps> oh, because it's remember it's Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. It's Escape from Guantanamo Bay. Which, oh my god. And it's, uh... uh I think I've only seen Christmas. the first one. I think I've only ever seen the first one. I didn't know Guantanamo was one of them. I yeah. I knew the Christmas special existed. And I think I've only seen the first one. Damn, there's three of them. Shit. Yeah, there's three of them. There's, there's three of them. We, we should do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. We could talk... I have a plan for next week's pod, actually. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk, we could talk about that after. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll talk about it after. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about where we're doing our, our, our post-pod breakdown of me showing you uh, my Marvel Snap collection. Um, <laughs> all right, okay. all right. Who, I who do, have I want been, this Anna? on. Anna, no, no, who no. have we been? I want, yeah? Hold on. I want this on pod for posterity. That's literally what happens. Every time we sign off, I literally export my audio and then wait for it to ex- export and then wait to drop it into the shared Google Drive. And then as we're doing that, John shows me his Marvel <laughs> Snap cards and I sit there all giddy like, oh, I love Marvel Snap cards. <laughs> <laughs> I love Marvel Snap cards. That's... I don't want to engage with this game, but I love Marvel Snap cards. Oh, because I- I- I'll it- it'll take over my life. You'll wail out. Yeah, I know. The-, the way it's destroyed mine. I understand. Anyway, we I will, decide I off because will... we're almost at two hours. Uh... Yeah. Uh, let me pull up. Time dot is so that we can just sign off yeah. and get out of here. Um, and hi, thank you for listening to the Conditional Materials podcast. I've been your, I don't want to say Harold host. <laughs> <laughs> I've been your, uh, uh, shit. I've been your, uh, uh, <laughs> I've been your Arthurian knight host, Anna. I've been your coked up Doogie Hauser poon slayer host, John. <laughs> this has been the Conditional Materials Podcast. You can find us on condition, uh, at Conditional M on Twitter. You can find us at podgoblin.cool. Uh, and it's uh, when Blue Sky, you know. When Blue Sky gets officially released, we'll probably go on Blue Sky, Yeah, we'll, too. we'll be on Blue Sky. Because it's just Twitter without Elon. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be on Jack's Twitter 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, be worse. Remember, it could be worse. Yeah. Eat. Taco Bell. Eat Taco Bell. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Taco Bell. All right, let's clap. <laughs> Can we actually get a Taco Bell sponsorship? <laughs> we we will be living Moss Anna. Um <laughs> Here she comes in her palanquin.